Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Stock Exchange. We have our first interview of the to-be-named interview series. Couldn't think of a name yet, so I got to get that brainstorming. We got Chris Benavides from the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast on the dock here. How are you feeling, Chris? What's up, my man? I am doing very well. Uh, just trying to, you know, do the social distancing thing as best as anyone can do social distancing. So yeah, awesome. yeah. we are we are talking more than six feet away or meters or whatever <laughs> whatever the the distance is. So we're doing we're doing our part for sure. So let's yeah. let's get right into it here. Cool. So obviously, you have a well, the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast is a podcast. Um, they have their own Twitter, social media, all that. But the big question is, well, one, how did you guys get started, and why fantasy football? Yeah, so so we got started, um, I guess, in a bit of a, a unique way. It's kind of a confluence uh, um, it, of sorts. Um, so we we have a very unique, uh, and I know I know everyone thinks that they have a very unique football fantasy football league, uh, but when I talk to people about my fantasy football league, they tell me I have a very unique fantasy football mm-hmm. league, and so. And so we started to think, all right, well, that's pretty interesting. And, and uh, you know, are there ways that we can, you know, basically record what we do in our fantasy football league and put that into the world? And maybe that's just some entertainment for people um, and, and what they think. And, and not to go into too much detail, but I'll, maybe I'll give a, your listeners just like a kind of an overview of what that league structure is like. So we do, uh, we have a, a 12, uh, at this point, 11 person um, league. We only do points. We don't do head to head. Um, so basically it's one versus all um, we have a uh, it, it's basically a two quarterback league quarterback premium league quarterbacks get half points per throwing completion, which makes the quarterback premium much more, yeah. um, uh, you know, viable in a sense. We also play defensive players um, and our, our point structure is geared such that, you know, defenses on any given day, if they have a good day, will will earn like 50 points, right? And so what and what that does is we try to mirror the way that the NFL actually is played. And so defenses can totally take over a game. Fantasy football point structure should also be geared that way. So we do everything in our power to give the point system, um, or at least to have the point system mirrored such a way that it mirrors the NFL. Now, the other point, the other thing that makes our our system unique is the way we uh, we have money. So we have individual meetings on Wednesday nights. There is no waiver wire. You don't, there, there's nothing on ESPN that you can go to. You can't put claims on. You don't have this fake $100, $100 that you can bid on players. We bid real money on Wednesday nights. So for example, Lucas, if you and I, you know, you said you had Matt Ryan last year and let's just say I had Cam Newton, okay? Uh, in the midst of like week six, if you and I both needed quarterbacks, we would put in the names of the quarterbacks that we wanted to take and we would both bid on those quarterbacks, just like, mm-hmm. just like a, an auction, right? It's an auction draft, right? And yeah. in a sense or an auction bid, but we're bidding on real money. So, so, you know, we've had guys go upwards of 150, 200, $300 on any given Wednesday night. This year we set the record for when Drew Brees came back, he went for $501. That's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely shattered. Absolutely shattered our previous record, which was like, I think it was like Tony Romo back in like 2012. He went for like $120. And let's just say after seeing records being broken, it never ends up the way you think. So uh, yeah. So, so Drew Brees, let's just say it wasn't worth the, uh, the 501. So, so that's one way. So that's one way. The other thing that we do that's really interesting from a money structure is that because it's all against one, we have, we, everybody every week puts in $5. And so it doesn't matter where you're placed in seating. You have a chance to win 
uh, it's a $55 total every week if you score the most points that week. Okay. So it gives some incentive for people in last place, 11th, 10th, 8th, whatever, 9th, if they're scrapping for that last playoff spot to always continuously win money over the course of, you know, the, the, the 13 weeks that we play. And then we obviously mm. go into, we go into a, um, you know, the, the, the playoff structures, the playoff structure. What's interesting about this is that all the money that we, that we bid in throughout the season is what goes into the fantasy football pot. <clears throat> so I kind of just gave you a long synopsis of mm. what I guess makes our league interesting. But then on top of that, because of the Wednesday meetings, we have a lot of interesting characters that have a lot of interesting things to say. So we thought, all right, coming full circle, why don't we just start recording, uh, you know, a podcast, an episode, something that kind of highlights what we do on a, you know, on a week to week basis in the NFL. Um, and maybe we can highlight some of that. And then slowly but surely people started listening. We started plugging it. We created an Instagram account and people started to enjoy it. So we're like, all right, well, why don't we, why don't we, try to make something of this. So we, you know, we started caring a little bit more about the brand and we cared a little bit more about our in-depth research. We started to, to do more collabs. And that's when I actually, I thought, all right, you know what, if we're going to do this thing for real, I'm going to start listening to other fantasy football podcasts. And that's when I downloaded the DCK podcast mm -hmm. and I connected to Sky and then I got connected to you. And so between myself, Eric and Alex, who are my other two co-hosts, um, our, our mission is really to create sort of an entertaining show that isn't just fantasy football centric, but has a fantasy football underbelly. Um, and, and because of that, you know, we're able to not just talk about fantasy. We're able to talk about different things that people just care about in general and then layer in fantasy football on top of that. Um, and then the podcasting channel really came from more so myself <clears throat> back in my mid twenties. I just fell in love with podcasting. I just love listening to good, good podcasts. I had a long commute to work. And, um, you know, and anybody that has long commutes just knows that, you know, a good podcast helps make yep. that time go by a lot fucking quicker. So um, I just thought, you know what, it would be pretty cool to uh, to maybe just create something on my own and uh, and see where it goes from there. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions regarding the league and then sort of another question on top of that. So, sure. Um, well, you said the Drew Brees guy did not win. That was my one question to start. I was like, did, <laughs> yeah. did, did he win? The return on investment was that great, or no. how did that? You don't have to say how, how much he actually won <laughs> and stuff. But I'm he, a, he didn't. He didn't win anything. He made it to the. He made it to the semifinals and then got bounced out. But that's the thing, man. Like, you know, you can be as smart as you want in fantasy football, and there are some, you know, there's some ROI, some return on investment with with respect to how much time you invest in researching. But dude, when it comes to playoffs, you need some fucking luck. And uh, sure. any, anybody that's ever won, you know, look, they're not as good as they say they are. <laughs> there is no, there I'm is just... luck. There is luck that goes into it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can just use the TCK league for example. I no one got hurt on my team, and like I can't control that. But that's ultimately yeah. like my my third flex. If you play a lot of flex spots, was just as good as the the other guy in the championship, like his RB two. So like it just kind of worked out. So yeah, I like that you said that. Um, another. There's two things that more on the league. So you do, do you start a full like 20 plus players or how, do, how does like the, the layout sort of work and how many players you start and all that? Yeah. So, well, so we start one quarterback, we start uh, one running back, one wide receiver. Then we have two flex spots, wide receiver or running back. Then we have a tight end. Then we have a super flex. Yep. So that's where the super flex can add. You can add another quarterback, yep. tight end, wide receiver, running back. <clears throat> then we have one kicker, one defense. We have, you know, backups for each of those roster spots. 
and then we play three de- we have three defensive players on our bench you play two okay so I mean I'm not familiar with like how defensive scoring obviously it's however you make it but do you see that like leveling out the draft board in any way like maybe I don't know oh, yeah. Steph- Stephon Gilmore I would think <clears throat> is probably pretty good last year like how how high like would his ADP be if you knew that was going to happen last year yeah, you'd probably draft Stefan Gilmore somewhere in like the eighth or ninth round. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So like that's that's like prime like QB and like tight end. So that's that's interesting. I've never like I've been a part of like thirty-two team leagues in hopes to make it realistic and make it really depth or a lot of depth on the team, but it's never like I've ultimately left the league. So like I can't keep up with yeah the fifth yeah. receiver because it's not it's not realistic in a sense. No. So yeah, I, I love that. Um approach to it so how how long has that league been going on we've been doing this league so a little bit similar to your journey I know that you and I've had conversations you started somewhere back in sixth grade so I didn't necessarily start playing fantasy football until maybe I was in like a high school uh, high school student or like somewhere in college but my father started this league in in about 25 years ago so or maybe even like 25 years ago it's 2020 now so 1995 put it this way they were drafting Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders and Dante Culpepper and like Randy Moss had just come into league in like, I think it was like 97 or something of that nature. Um, That's the people that they were drafting. I would help my dad crunch the numbers from the USA today. So like we would, there was no, (laughs) there was no online internet posting the numbers. There was none of that. Like we'd have to go into the USA today. We had this like makeshift, um, you know, spreadsheet. I'd have to go in, help him do the math. Like, you know, I was like, but I was doing like my, my multiplication tables. And so I was learning a little bit through fantasy football that's stats. Awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, awesome. I'd go, so I'd go in and help him with all that. And then, you know, and, and every Wednesday, every Tuesday night, you know, I, he'd have his friends over and I'd, you know, my mom would fucking make a cake or something for the guys. And like, you know, they'd bullshit, but it'd be a loud Wednesday night. And it was just a lot of fun to be around. So, you know, I always grew up with it. It happened every year for 25 years of my life. By the time I was ready to join, I was like, all right, let's go. You know, I'm ready to join this thing. That's, that's awesome. I, I would die if I had to get all my numbers like that <laughs> instead of just going on to different websites. But that's, uh, that's great. Um, yeah. So the one thing with your podcast, I think I find that that is unique. Because, I mean, uh, if you guys go on his podcast, you'll hear our interview probably before you hear this or whatever the case may be you don't necessarily do like start sits and waivers. Um, you might talk about players, but you're not posting start sits week one. And I think that's very unique and that we need that in the fantasy industry. So what, like, do you guys have conversations about like, why aren't we doing this? Or like you and your brothers, do you like know that this is your goal to not do that? Or kind of how is that sort of like brought up in a way? Yeah, no, that dude, that's a great point. Um, I think, I think that that was one of the, <sighs> for me, that was one of the baselines that I didn't want to do. Actually, mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't want to just be another podcast that just talks about starts and sits. Um, and I think it was part, and again, it's a bit of a confluence of, of the environment that we grew up in, but the conversations and just the banter we would have between each other, because we're a lot of us are family would kind of be funny and engaging borderline, um, uh, insensitive, but for a listener, it's quite funny if you're listening yep. to it. Yep. Um, and, and to me, I thought, well, let's start, let's start there because that's different, right? At least what we can do is entertain people for, from a fantasy football perspective. Um, and, and that's really what we're trying to accomplish really at the end of the day is not just to give them the Matthew Berry analytics, you know, stats, uh, excuse me, the stats and the starts and sits, for example, um, we really wanted to create a show 
that would almost run independently of fantasy football if it had to, right? So for mm-hmm. example, if the NFL season ceased to exist in 2020, my, my guess is that the, the commission could still operate without football for a season. I think that was the, that's the ultimate goal. Now, underpinning all that is fantasy football. So, yeah, we're going to bust each other's chops over, over football, right? And that's just, that's just yeah. fun. That's what, that's what people do. We wanted, to make it, we wanted to make it just like, you know, your draft with your boys. Like, that's what the point of the episode um, or, or starting the podcast came to be. Now, interestingly enough, is as we've grown some steam – we also were like, hey, people are listening to us. Kind of the way Sky thought about this. He's like, people, you know, people are listening to us. I think we have an authority or we have a responsibility to actually maybe provide some real content mm-hmm. here and yeah. there. And so, and so, you know, this offseason, we've tried to do that, right? So we're, we're not, we still have sort of that core banter. You know, you go back to a lot of the episodes we produced in, in March. But then we also came out, once the, C, like, for example, the CBA came out, you know, me and Eric did a whole bunch of research right on the CBA. And we were like, and I'm, and I'm online looking at Instagram and, I, and he's on Twitter and we're, we're watching these people and, and we're seeing all of this, in, this misinformation go around. And we're like, how are people getting this so wrong right now? Like they're missing all of the key points. Like people thought that the, you know, that they were, what was, it? there was one thing. It was like um, uh, something, not the playoff structure. It was something else, but there was one thing that isn't going to be in effect to 2021, but it's happening. The 17 games. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The 17 games. People thought it was happening this year, this no. season, and we're like, no, that's not right. Like that's to- that's not even yeah. close to being right. Which is kind of a big deal. Like if you're listening to people that say this type of stuff and they're saying that that's what's happening, that's wrong. So me and Eric were like, you know what, dude? Like let's just fucking grind out a bunch of research here. Let's just drop an entire CBA episode, and we did that, and we felt pretty good. And we were like, you know what? And that's got a lot of you know hits for us on our on our podcast so so now i think what we're going to try to do is this in 2020 one of the things we're going to do we have a couple of other plans is obviously to layer in what we've currently been doing but then still filter in a bit of our expertise the more we learn the more we grow things like that yeah i think that's ultimately like why we talk about all the time you have to be unique and like everyone has their one spot they Mm -hmm. might go to for start sit waivers whatever the case may be but that's why like your podcast or podcasts like you ultimately see the growth because like you're I don't need to have context to listen to your podcast but I yeah. needed to be I needed to be week seven to listen to week seven start sit so that's why like, yes. I think one and and it's very uh I like to say I don't like to be super professional about the way I sort of do podcasts whatever the case may be yours is I mean no offense not even close to professional and that's nope. why it's that's why <laughs> it's good that's ultimately why I think people I don't people listen to it obviously there's you provide fantasy football like context whatever the case may be but I love how you um, like this channel, for example, is fantasy football, then us. I love how mm-hmm. it's you, then fantasy football. I think it's a very unique way that people might not realize that's how you can create content. You don't have yeah. to be doing waiver wire start sits. And yeah, I think that's perfect. And uh, I just love that for some reason. It stuck out to me um, right away. Um, so awesome. we mentioned your brothers. Are they, they're ultimately the co-host of your show. Do you ever bring on like league mates or whatever the anybody else um to besides like we we're going to go into your collaborations later that you've been doing sure but is there anyone else that's ever been a part of the commission on like a higher and then just in the episodes yeah so so outside of let's say the collabs that we've done um so eric so actually eric eric is my cousin and cousin, alex okay. yeah, alex is my brother um there you know the three of us are, are you know three co-hosts and at any given time 
you'll have all three of us on an episode or, or there'll just be two of us. Um, and then, yeah, you know, we'll pull in people from our, our fantasy football league again, because what we wanted to do was to create and record the real life uh, experience of what we go through in our, in our home league to some extent. So for example, one of our most popular episodes was, and it's, it is really just fucking chaotic. The whole episode it's called, if anybody wants to go listen to it on the commission podcast, it's called shut the fuck up, Jake. And it is a very heated and intense argument between one of our fantasy football, uh, you know, GMs will call them managers, Brandon, and the other one who is Jake. And they just get into this really sort of pointless argument over a fantasy football rule in our league. But dude, it was pretty intense. And I was there kind of mediating it. And it was, uh, it was quite, it was funny. It was quite intense in the moment, but then when it was done, when we recorded, when we stopped recording there, they were kind of, they kind of cooled off and then they both like, they were like, Oh, you want a beer? And so like, it was just like, it kind of just like went back to normal. It's just like a fucking like weird, like, you know, juxtaposition of what I just heard five seconds ago. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, so anyways, yeah. So, you know, we try to bring on people from the league itself. Um, and, and again, I think it's, it's, we're trying to create characters in our universe that we are just surrounded by all the time. So, you know, that's, that's definitely one position. Is that so like with your league members, are they are they all cool with being on the podcast or how does that like like do you walk up to them like, hey, we're gonna record a podcast of a meeting or sort of how does that work in a sense? Yeah, no, that's exactly that's exactly what it comes down to. So for example, again, a lot of it's because of these Wednesday night meetings. If there's ever a Wednesday night meeting when shit goes haywire, I'm like, guys, we gotta talk about this on the pod. And a lot of them are like, all right, let's do it. And so, and so they want to rehash the fucking argument we had over an hour ago for another hour, you know, late on like a Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday or Wednesday night at like 10 o'clock at night. And they have no problem with it. So they just, they just roll with it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the exact opposite of my friends. They would be like, I don't want to say scared, but they're not really into that type of thing. So that's very unique. I love that. That's um, yeah. Ultimately separates you guys for sure. So we're moving to sort of the social media aspect of it. So obviously you have an Instagram and Twitter and uh, I don't know if you have a website or not. You can plug those right now and then maybe talk about kind of what you do, like what's your favorite thing. You don't have to give away any of your secrets, but kind of like why, why, what you do on Instagram to sort of keep the content flowing. Or yes. Yeah. So, so I control the Instagram account. Eric controls the Twitter account. Um, Eric's been a fucking wizard at the Instagram account. I mean, I don't even know what our numbers are at. I think we're at like 1700 followers at this point, mm-hmm. but um, his ability to generate content that is interesting has been off the charts and he's been doing a great job. Instagram typically has always been a little bit slower um, for any types of accounts. You know, if you're doing it the sort of the correct way, it takes a little bit longer. Um, so we're obviously not at the, at those numbers on Instagram. It could also just mean that I'm not that good. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I think. You know, I work in marketing, so that's, that's been my, um, my understanding of the accounts, but no, yeah, dude, I think, I think on Twitter, it's just a different type of format where that, you know, you can produce and post and, you know, run polls and things are just right there, um, for people to sort of, uh, digest Instagram. You kind of have to search for it. You have to find it. You have to be sort of led to it to some degree. Um, and so it takes a little bit longer. I think on Instagram, um, really our strategy for 2020 is to produce more short form videos, mm-hmm. um, u- utilizing IGTV. We've just started to do this. I think recently within the past, like maybe week and a half, two weeks, people digest videos. That's, I mean, and, and I know Instagram is a picture based 
uh, channel in some to some extent, which by which we've also you know totally revamped our overall branding um, in that aspect. I think 2019 we were just trying to get our feet under us. We started in like late August, right? It was like hot as balls. Like when we were doing recordings, like I didn't have any AC in my apartment. Yeah. Like it was pretty fucking miserable when we first started. So we really grinded it out. I think from 2020 we've learned all the things that we needed to get better at, including um, the overall brand concept. And from there, we were like, all right, these are the things that we need to improve on. Let's just do it. We don't have to talk about it. I don't want to announce that we've, you know, for example, updated the logo itself. We've added components, to just, not just sort of the commission head, which has become a bit of an iconic thing, I think, at this point. But also, you know, we've added sort of, a, you know, this sort of cursive writing that flows into sort of saying the commish. Um, and so, you know, what we're really trying to do in the end is build um not just build a podcast brand, but for me, and I've talked a, a bit about this on, on Sky's episode that we have had. Uh, we don't have the website just yet. Um, we're, we're working on it. It's, we're building it in the background. So I'll be able to plug that at a later time. But um, I have not seen um, a fantasy football brand, going back to sort of like a problem to fix in the, in the fantasy football community, I have not seen a fantasy football brand that I would want to spend my money on from a, from a merchandise standpoint. Okay. And I think that's a huge, I think it's a huge, huge market um, that, that can be uh, capitalized on, I suppose might be the right word, but I, I just feel like fantasy football has so much to offer. Where's the merchandise? <laughs> like, where is there a, where, where is there a brand that confidently represents people who really enjoy fantasy football? Right. Where, where's the shirts? Where are the hats? Like, where are those things in the universe? And granted, of course, you know, you're up against people who obviously wear their jerseys or their, their, their team hats. But to be fair, people invest more time in fantasy football, not on, or, or players, not on their teams, right that they really enjoy that they really love so where is that where is that brand that has that ethos of fantasy football the players that they invest their time into um the banter that the podcast that we're trying to create has the characters that you know you can kind of relate to in your leagues where is all that so for me to me it, it feels missing um and that's you know that's one of the things that we're trying to tackle so um so you have your hats i know so does that mean you're going to be branding out sweatshirts, t-shirt, whatever the case may be. Cause I think that's a very, like, yeah. I, I don't want to say that I neglect it, but like, I just don't know like where to start with that or how to, cause I mean, that's a commitment, obviously. Like, I mean, it's a, you have to put money down into it. You have to make sure it's good quality. You have to yep. ship it, whatever the case may be. So you have to, I mean, you can't just, it's not like you're just writing an article. You can't just post it on a website. You have <laughs> to actually plan that out and whatever yep. else the case may be. So how does that, um, process like how long does that take how does it kind of how did it kind of start and where is it at now yeah so before we even before i even talk about the the thought of producing it for the commission let's say i think there's a couple of characteristics that you need to sort of have in your let's say in your personal self like in your being okay and so what i mean by that is so i work i work for i've worked for startup based environments my entire life i feel like to some degree i'm a bit of an entrepreneur I've worked in sales. I've worked in marketing. Um, I have two degrees in marketing. I, you know, I live and breathe business. I really enjoy the human element of business. I, I like working and solving problems on a sort of a consultative level. Um, I like building relationships with, with people in that sense. Um, and so that, that, that sort of um, characteristic about me has always been there. 
That being said, um, I have a friend of mine who's also sort of like a business mind. He actually works. He's actually the Blake, my buddy Blake, who we've talked about. He's actually the one who works for VaynerMedia out okay. in, uh, with, yep. with Gary Vaynerchuk. So he also sort of has that thought process as well. And him and I connected when we used to work for a marketing agency. And, and we've always thought about collabing together on some kind of business idea. But the one thing we've always said to each other is whatever we decide to do, we need to, we need to be able to do it for the next 10 years. Okay. So whatever you, whatever real business decision, not just podcasting, not to your point, and you are right. Like it's not just about writing articles where you can just produce it and be done with it. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm committing to is, is a vision for the next, let's say 10 years of my life. And I really want to commit myself to building something um, that again, like I just said, that creates an ethos of merchandise that represents fantasy football um, that, again, I don't think exists yet. So you're right. So, so from that standpoint, um, it, it is, it's not necessarily an oversight for people. I just don't think that most people think of committing themselves to something for 10 years. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's just a really difficult thing to commit to, but you know, I think I'm a bit older, I'm, you know, I'm 30 years old. And so, you know, I've, I've gone through sort of that, that was 20, 20 year old something lumps that people go through. And they can be quite difficult. So if you've gone through enough of them, you get a good vision of how to map the world. Um, and for me, this feels right because I'm very passionate about fantasy football. And, and you know, as you learn in life, it's like, you know, and Lucas, you mentioned this on on our, our last episode that we, you and I did together, which is like, you know, if you enjoy something, just fucking do it. Just go right in for it, dive into it and um, and just learn along the way. Now, will this happen for the next 10 years? Who knows? I have no idea. But that's that's how far out I'm thinking with respect to creating merchandise because there are like little things and logistics that you know are very difficult i'm learning a lot of new things like i am not trying to create a product line that's um flimsy that again that i wouldn't want to buy i want to create something that people feel good about like i want them to wear this thing and feel good that this is a this is a product that represents their overall um joy with fantasy football right i mean that's what Mm. that's why we do it we love fantasy football it's like you love the you love the camaraderie with your friends you love watching the game you love the competitiveness it's all of that wrapped into one sort of brand um and i think that 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 is something that i would like to uh to conquer yeah and i think you guys i mean as of now from you guys do that i think i think you i mean i go on your instagram or twitter and you're retweeting and post it on your story people are taking their pictures with their hat on and their whatever else the comment would be like, this is awesome. I like, can't wait to mm. rock this, whatever. And Sky wears his all the time or in the background when we record on his little uh, shelf or desk, whatever it is. So yeah, I think yeah. you're, you're definitely on the right track and I'll probably have to get with you and maybe ask more dynamics and stuff of how that works. So that's definitely something that now that you actually like think about it and you talk about it, like, even the footballers, like for how big they are, like you don't see anyone wearing their shirts or sweatshirts or whatever else no. the case may be. So that's definitely a unique way to think about it. Um, yep. Mentioned website coming. So we'll, we'll plug that. We'll talk about that at a later time. So sure. we'll intro into 2020 now. So you've already brought on some awesome guests, um, Sky, me, and then Edwin <laughs> uh, Poros, I think his last name is a doctor. I think that is something that's very, very, um, useful no matter when you're doing it. I think so Nick I work for him back-end stuff he brought on Jesse Morse um, in March last year and Jesse basically said do not draft Todd Gurley do not draft AJ Green like draft Alvin Cook because he's fine and I think Nick took that like 
holy shit, like you're actually right. Like, you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I, mean, we, I mean, think the last year, which player did good out of those three, like Dalvin Cook. So like that stuff <laughs> yeah. is, does matter, but you have to have a certain level of, well, degree, but knowledge to um, tell people that. So I listened to that episode and it was fantastic. And I loved, um, I will use the hamstring part, I think is what you hyped on the most. And you, that was on your Instagram, like a little clip, IGTV, you said. Mm -hmm. So um, how did you, did you just reach out to him and how did that kind of, um, like did you yeah. have to do a ton of research to keep up with him in a sense or how did that kind of work? Yeah, sure. No. So um, I, I really have to give credit to Eric on this. So Eric had connected with Edwin. It's really funny when we started the commish podcast in the, in the Twitter account, Edwin had just started his Twitter account. Um, and okay. Eric did a, Eric did a whole bunch of research on, on Edwin and his background and they just connected early back early last year. Um, and so Eric's has been building that relationship up and, um, you know, it's funny, one of the things, and one of the things that really got us to want to get Edwin on, and we talked about this on one of our episodes, we, sort, we were sort of joking about it, was that Edwin had, in, Edwin has in his profile, in his Twitter profile, he, I guess he's like, he's, he despises the use of the word injury prone. And for someone who's watched Keenan Allen go down and, you know, Todd Gurley and whoever, and I sit there and I, or AJ Green, if you've ever drafted AJ Green, you sit there and you listen and you're like, how the fuck is a player not injury prone? Right. And so yeah, you're like, yeah. you're like, I need to, what are you talking about? Right. And so I know you, you know, you're a medical expert, but what the hell are you talking about? What are you like? How is that a possible, how is it a possibility? So it was, it was sort of a joke. It was sort of like, you know, tongue in cheek. Um, kind of banter between me and Eric, but we were very serious about getting Edwin on. And so we reached out to him and he absolutely, you know, wanted to collaborate with us. So, you know, there was a level of seriousness, but he's a super down to earth guy. I really encourage anybody um, at this point, you know, who's just kind of fluttering between sports and, you know, you're just trying to look for something to listen to or watch. Definitely go check out our episode with Edwin because he breaks everything down um, in a lot of different ways, both at sort of a meta level with player injury, but also we go into four specific players with AJ Green, Dalvin Cook, Evan Ingram, and Cam Newton with their injuries. And he breaks all of these things down. And, you know, for someone who, again, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm much more inquisitive than I am um, trying to be like an authority in fantasy football to some extent or in football. Like I'm much more interested in learning about these types of things than actually trying to state my claim, you know, on something mm -hmm. or trying to be, or trying to be right. I could give a fuck if I'm right. Like I want to be right, but yeah, I don't yeah. like, I, I don't, I'm not going to die on that hill. Right. So, um, so, so that episode I think came out very well. And, and to your point, yeah, like we're trying to cut small snippets of Edwin talking about, you know, AJ Green, for example, and what it meant for his reconstructive fucking ankle and why you really need to stay away from AJ Green in the first few rounds, despite he's like, I don't care who is throwing the rock don't draft AJ Green because there are bigger problems. So that's an example. Um, and he, I thought he did just a great job with breaking that down. Mm -hmm. So uh, like I said, it's a fantastic episode now last month, whatever. So is that going to lead to more episodes? I'm assuming, or I don't know, like how, how did like, I guess, so I guess I'll go back to mainly him. So he is, does he have his own channel by any means or is he just like a independent fantasy football guy that I want to claim it? Yeah, no. So he, so he's a little bit like you in a sense where he collabs with different types of channels. Like he's not like a staple on the commission. 
but we have talked about having him back on multiple times and he actually can't wait. Right. Mm. Um, but he also, and I forget, again, I'd have to go back and listen to the episode, but he talks about who he collabs with, but he's on a lot of different shows. Um, ones okay. that we know of and and he goes in and acts as a special guest on their behalf and then you know dives into you know what he can on the fantasy football side via twitter and again like you have to think about this from his perspective like he does what he can he doesn't have like his own channel uh, like, like his own podcast um channel or anything and it's because you know he's he's literally in the middle of his boards right now he's trying to finish up his degree yeah so yeah. To, you know and you know you know how much work goes into creating podcasts and generating content and analysis it's a lot of fucking work and to do that on top of being a student on top of like him actually having to work a full-time job it's a little bit too much so i think you know maybe in time he'll get there but um for now i think he enjoys what he's doing that's awesome i'll probably have to to reach out to him more to I have no clue about any like medical anything. So any player that is injury prone, I just stay away from it. Just saw, I mean, it's the safe way to play it, but it's, I don't take big hits when that does happen. So that's awesome. Um, Fair. You don't have to release any maybe guests or bringing on, but do you guys have plans to obviously collab and stuff, but do you have like bigger plans, bigger guests, maybe you're trying to reach or kind of how, how is it going to look from now until the season starts for you guys? Yeah. So, well, we definitely want to, we definitely want to bring on other guests. Uh, I'm sure, you know, myself, you, Sky, will do some breakdown episodes. Um, you know, we'll definitely have Edwin back on. We, I've already gotten a few DMs um, from sort of our in Instagram collab uh, groups that we've yep. had and, and a bunch of guys sort of want to, to collab with us there. But one of the things that I'm very excited for that's coming up soon is we're going to, we're going to be doing an episode with a few of our fans. And okay. that's, that's a, that's an element of the podcast. I think we're going to start to explore more. Uh, so people that have been listening to us that really love the type of show that we're producing, who are also, you know, commissions in their own rights, and they have all these stories. Um, they are, they, they want to contribute. So it's like, you know what, man, as far as I'm concerned, the fans are the fourth, the fourth co-hosts of the shows. And, um, and, uh, and I'd like to, and I'd like to explore that route. So we're going to do something this weekend that I hope to launch next week with a, with a few fans of ours, um, on a collab episode and, uh, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully it's a good one. And if I remember right, you guys are strictly on podcasts, right? You don't have a YouTube channel or Twitch or whatever the case may be. No, we do have a, we do have a YouTube okay. channel now. Yep. Yep. So if you just type in the commission fantasy football podcast, I think it's that, uh, I'll plug it in the show notes if, if it's not. Uh, but yeah, I know we, we are on YouTube, pretty much anything that I try to post, um, on Instagram. So the short term, the short form videos will be there. Um, and then just the long form podcast episodes are also there right now. Okay. Awesome. So I think that's something that, um, are those shows with the, the, the fans going to be, uh, like fantasy football breakdowns or kind of, what are those going to kind of be like? Um, if you know, I guess you might not know yet. Well, yeah. So it's funny. Um, yeah, I'll just, I mean, I'll just tell you the show that we're, we're going to produce, uh, you know, hopefully this weekend. Um, so we have two guests, two fans of ours. Um, again, we, we try to incorporate things that people care about and also, you know, what our fans might care about and layer that into fantasy football. So we're going to try and produce an episode where we talk about the stock market, like the actual stock market, because apparently these guys love, love stocks. Um, if anybody happens to care about the stock market, you would know that it's the right time to buy because no one knows oh, yeah. what the hell's going on. Um, not to say that it's a, you know, it, it's, it's not a good thing that any of this is happening, but it's also doesn't mean you need to squander, um, you know, the chance to, you know, help yourself out in, 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 
in sort of this glim, <laughs> this glim, uh, you know, environment that we're in right now. Anyways, the point is, is that these guys like the stock market, um, as do myself, Eric and Alex, we're all on Robinhood. Um, so we'll plug that. We're basically going to all do research on players in fantasy football and compare them to actual stocks and how those stocks have performed. Hey, that's right. Yeah. It kind of, <laughs> that's what we're trying in a way trying to do. That's, kinda, that's yeah. cool though. I think that's, that's, that's an aspect that I think a lot of, um, channels brands are missing in a sense so we we started a discord chat um we'll put that link will be down below but that's very limited to like we do mock drafts we'll give them the link they'll ask us like should i do this trade in dynasty leagues and we want to kind of take that to the next level so i think that's something that you can really do whatever you want like obviously you said you're not even, you're going to talk about the stock market probably for who knows how long you'll do it for <laughs> but that's something that like you could even just live stream on youtube once a week yep and I don't know. It's just content. I think that's, that's very unique. So I think that's something that's really cool. Um, I'm surprised a lot of fans are um, like brave enough. You could say to like reach out. I feel like that's something that's like when they're your fans, they don't think to like, I could do this too. Like, I mean, that's yeah. what we talked about in our episode, like anyone can do it. So I think that's really cool that they actually reached out to do that. Um, yeah. With your brand. Um, I'm not, no one's perfect. So I'm just gonna say, where would you want to see changes come 2020? If you guys, if you guys have talked about that or where do you think, you guys can really grow to the next level. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even, you know, I feel like we're already biting off more than we can chew at this point. Um, I think, I think the one thing that we can probably do better at is um, getting more. And again, I think this is more a matter of time as opposed to us not necessarily executing correctly. But I think what I'd like to do is get more established segments in our shows. So for, so for example, um, right. I've heard a couple of good, good podcasts outside of fantasy football where, you know, there would be a certain episode that would drop on Fridays and it would be called a certain thing right now. If you were to tune into the, the commission fantasy football podcast, like there is no rhyme or reason as to why the interview would drop on this day. Right. So we're going to be doing back to back interviews with myself and, and sky and, you know, uh, myself and, and you Lucas right but then after that we're going to drop an episode with the fans right and like what's that going to be called right so I'd like to I'd like to create something where we segment things a little bit more cleaner right um, mm-hmm. a little bit the way Joe Rogan does so if anybody that knows yeah. Joe Rogan he has like he he brings on a whole slew of guests but he actually categorizes them into MMA and then also and then normal guests Mm-hmm. And so people who don't care about MMA don't have to listen to it. And people that care about the normal guests can listen to it. Right. And that's kind of the bucket that I fall into. Although I, I do appreciate MMA and I watch it from time to time. I don't really care too much about listening to Joe Rogan's MMA guests, but yep. I do find it very interesting when he brings on like Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bernie Sanders or Elon Musk. Like that to me is mm-hmm. fascinating. Right. And so that's what I want to listen to. So, yeah, I think, I think we can do a bit better in that aspect. Um, of course, like, the, you know, on the merchandise side, you know, we just have to get, we just have to get our designs correct. Um, we have to get the website built. We just a lot of things like there's a lot of tasks and a lot of objectives that small objectives that we just have to keep building on. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say from a strategic standpoint that we want to change anything. Um, I feel like overall we're in a, we're a pretty good place. We're, we're far, we're far, we're we're much further along than I ever expected we would be at the beginning of 2019. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's ultimately the, the good thing, I think. I think I'm in the same boat right now. Obviously, we're starting this new channel, the website, trying to put together. Um, we we have a calendar, very, very simple. Like to, we have it like laid out for the summer, but like obviously we say like this is not set, but we want to keep like the 
Monday, Wednesday, Friday's dynasty videos or whatever the case may be. Cause I think that's something that adds on that component of what attaches the audience to you. Cause I mean, I don't know if our audience listens to every episode, but maybe they find the one dynasty video a week in season, mm-hmm. the one they like to listen to, but that, that's fine. Obviously there's still your audience in that sense. I think that's something that's tough to do. I will say that it's very tough to stick to the schedule because maybe stuff happens, whatever else the case may be. But mm-hmm. I think once you can keep that and keep it set in stone, it's something that, I mean, I guess we'll find out will really grow. Um, but yeah, I think it's fantastic. And I think I was glad you said that you, um, not surprised, but you were happy that you felt like you got farther than you actually thought you would get at this point, just to kind of show the hard work that you guys have been putting in. Cause you guys, your Twitter does stand out to me. I always tag you guys cause you guys always yeah. respond and you're always answering. Like you do, you were on there. I mean, I'm on Twitter a lot, but you guys like collab a lot more on Twitter. That's something that I kind of want to start doing. It's just tough to, to keep track of all that. Um, sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I have to give credit. I have to give credit to Eric for that. He's he's been fucking killing it. We we've done a couple of um like live Twitter streams uh recently. I think we're gonna do a bit more of those. A lot of times we're just like drinking and bullshitting. So you know that's kind of what you're gonna get from from that perspective. But mm-hmm. um, but they're fun. You know, people can tune in if they want to. But I really have to give credit to Eric for that. He's done a great job. Yeah, that's awesome. He's doing a good job. So with that, um, what is one thing maybe you found now or last year that is the hardest thing about content creation or like developing ideas or what is the one thing that's the hardest for you or maybe the overall brand? Yeah, I think, I think there's, um, because, because we're all family and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a little bit transparent here because we're all family. We have the tendency to know our, our buttons, right. Um, Hmm. we, we definitely highlight those on the show and it's funny to, to like listen to and watch, but there are moments outside of the show and outside of our, just, you know, the, the collection of information and ideas that we have where, um, you know, people, people can get a little antsy as to some of the decision-making that's happening. And, um, and, and there's a, there's definitely a, a growth curve that we are learning about each other individually. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're learning about each other on a different type of level. It's like, I've known, I'm Alex is my brother. Eric is my cousin. I've known them literally for my entire life. I've never worked with them in this capacity ever in my entire life. So, you know, so, so like, so, so I'm learning so much about each of them and we're learning our flaws. We're learning our strengths, um, in real time. And there, th- there's a perspective that we're each gaining from each other that at times there can be friction, right. And, and understanding how to handle friction is a really important trait in, in life in general. Um, and so, yeah, I would say that that it's not, it's difficult, but it's like a good kind of difficult. It's like Mm -hmm. you you need, you need that friction to produce good things. As long as you know how to handle the friction, people lose it when they don't know how to handle the friction, right. In normal life, like they they just lose their cool. And you see that that's not good. You don't want to do that. Um, So, you know, we're, we're learning every day. It's, it's always a, a learning journey. You know, we're, yeah, I think it's more about personality and character development um, within each other. Um, it's funny because that's really all the, so far that we have in the podcast, like that's, that's what we're developing. It's, it's within ourselves. So that's probably the hardest thing. That's awesome. Cause I re, not that I, me and Sky are like, we don't know each other for that long, but it's very like unique to you guys. Cause I mean, like me and Sky are just texting, maybe calling once a week, whatever the case may be, but we're not like seeing each other mm-hmm. do research, do edit the videos, whatever else the case may be. So that's very, yeah. um, it's, I can't imagine other podcasts have not many other podcasts to have that. So I think it's very unique for you guys. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so you, I'll give you, you, I'll give you, I'll give you just, I'll give you like, I'll just give you one example. It's like a low key pet peeve that I even have at this point. Uh, it fucking drives me crazy. So, so I got a mat, I got Madden right at the house, right? Yep. We'll be, we'll, let's say, let's say we have uh, we have a three o'clock episode. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we've all agreed three o'clock. Okay. Alex and Eric will get on the sticks. They'll stop. They'll stop. You know, they're, they're going to start playing Madden. They'll play fucking five games and it's like three 30. And at this point, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, are we going to record this episode? And they like, you know, and they, at this point, they know they're getting under my skin. And so they'll just keep riding that until like 345. By the time the episode starts, I'm fucking heated. Like, I'm already pissed <laughs> off. And I just wanted to go into like the episode nice and cool and calm and collected. Um, things like that. That's, you know, th- that's a pet peeve yeah. type of thing. But, you know, that's, that's the type of shit that, and I'm sure they have their bit on me. So, you know, but that's... Uh, that- that's that's awesome that you said that because I'm I'm the exact same way. I have like calendars planning out everything. Yeah. Every yeah. single thing I'm doing. I I, I mean I play video games. It's not like saying that video games are bad, but like I make sure like I, that's the one like I don't like wasting time. I think that's a big thing that like not that's a waste of time. I'm not saying it is, but like I I want to do, I don't know. Like I guess if I'm all in on this, I'm making sure this is done before I do that in a sense. So I'm, that's actually funny you said that because that's exactly yeah. how I feel sometimes too. Um. So you're contributing to our draft guide or the draft guide for the channel, not necessarily our draft guide. Is there any like sort of, um, I don't want to say paid, paid plans or anything, but like any bigger plans outside of just like videos and Twitter and stuff like a a draft guide or maybe a Patreon or anything that you guys are planning on doing? Not from a paid standpoint. Um, I really, I'm almost really anti like sponsors and really anti getting paid at this point. Like, to me, I just want to create a good platform, a good basis of content that people trust and they understand that we're in it just for exactly what we say we're in it for. Yep. Um, I, have, I have no interest in making money at this point. I have a, you know, I'm fortunate enough to still have a job in the midst of all this mm-hmm. sort of, you know, all the other stuff with the coronavirus. I'm, I'm able to work from home. So um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because Eric and Alex are, are excuse me, Alex and Eric are both on the same page as me. We don't even really talk about it that much. We both know that it's not, it's not something we're interested at this point. The one thing, again, like I mentioned earlier about the merchandise, you know, we are selling merchandise. Like that is, if if there's any, you know, revenue production that's happening, it's going to be, you know, selling commission merchandise. Okay. That's awesome. I was just wondering if I must've missed something on Twitter. There's an announcement or something like that. (laughs) So this is, this is awesome. So we, just like you guys do our, well, our, our rapid fire questions are our ending. I don't know what we're going to call. I don't want to sure. steal your name or anything. So we'll start off. Uh, you're a Patriots fan. I guess we didn't intro that. You're from, you live 45 minutes away from the stadium. You're from yeah, Boston from Fa- area. No, I'm actually, it's funny. I'm actually from a, a city called Fall River. It's actually closer to Providence than to Boston. It's actually in the Southern part of Massachusetts. So Foxborough where Pat stadium or Gillette stadium sits kind of between Boston and Fall River. Okay. All right. Yep. So uh, with that, your favorite Patriots player of all time. It's, I mean, it's, it's Tom Brady. I'm already ready to buy a fucking Buccaneers Jersey. Okay. Uh, but, but let, let's just say outside of Tom Brady, crazy. I know a lot of people think of him as a jet, but Curtis Martin was a fucking beast of running back for the Patriots for a time being. When I grew up, I remember him, uh, you know, I just remember really loving watching Curtis Martin run. Awesome. Um, and then, I guess Curtis Martin might be kind of this answer to this question, but your favorite non-Patriots player of all time. So 
I think when, so I, I'd answer this with Sky for me, and you're going to love this. I, for me, it was Terrell Davis. Um, okay. Back, yeah. Back in the late nineties and early two thousands when the Broncos had their, uh, had their runs, man. Terrell Davis was fucking, he was my boy. That's my, that was my dad's favorite player. He had a Terrell Davis yep. jersey and uh, pictures oh. and all that stuff hanging up. So good. Uh, favorite fantasy player of all time. Uh, you can break it down by position or however you feel if you have multiple in the same position, but who, who did you ride on in the, however long you've been playing fantasy? For? Yeah. Uh, so Russell Wilson's my man. That that guy led me to three back to back to back championships in my Jeez. home league. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Just just straight up luck. Those are the years where like, you know, you had, you had Marshawn Lynch. It was, this was all like the Legion of the Boom years, like back in 2015, 16, okay. 17. Yeah, 2016, 15, 16, 17. Um, yeah, that guy that guy is money money late in the season. I'm trying to think of his receiver's name and it just slipped my mind. Who is oh gosh, listen to <sighs> I'm a fantasy football guy. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I, just watched him throw, I just watched him throw touchdowns. We'll throw in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll come to me. Um, So I'll just put favorite food on there because I'm a big food guy. So do you, do you have a favorite food or maybe a type of food or uh, mm. anything? Dude, um, a lot of good seafood here in, in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah a, lot of, a lot of good a lot of good seafood. I'm Portuguese. That's my ethnicity. Uh, a lot of good Portuguese food. Um. Yeah, Portuguese food and seafood. I'll I'll stick with those. And do you like to cook? I, I love to cook. So that's why I was big. Yeah, yeah, big big cooker. Uh, so I lived. I've actually lived a lot outside of Massachusetts for my life. Um, when I was nineteen, I did an internship down in D.C. I lived out in California for about three to four months, and then I actually I did my master's degree out in France for a okay. year. So gotcha. I've lived. I've lived. I've lived a lot in different places, including different countries. And I've had to learn how to cook. So, yeah, cooking is gotcha. a thing. <laughs> You've had a lot more uh, food culture than the middle of Iowa, I bet, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> uh, um, before we go into the final two, we will say we, – you asked me this and I just thought about this. So, name one player at each position that you're going to target um, no matter ADP or however you want to do it. Name one player at every position that you – if you had 10 teams, you'd have them on all 10, 10 teams. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I, I've always been a big Josh Allen fan. Love Josh Allen. I'm I'm targeting Josh Allen, uh, from from a QB standpoint. Um, running back, dude. I don't know why I'm falling in love with Derrick Henry, but I love Derrick Henry. Back in October, I called that he was going to have a monster year. Again, I don't care about being right, but it's awesome when you are right. When Taylor yeah. Lewan, when Taylor Lewan came back into that line, I said you have to buy Derrick Henry right now. And sure as shit, you know, a couple of weeks later, once that offensive line got their act together, he just became Derrick Henry. So, um, I don't know. I feel like a sense of, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing changed when he lost Conklin, but they're going to draft someone. So, like, That's what I'm saying. I get, That's what I'm I get saying. you're saying. I, I was off him last year, and then me and Sky did a mock, and we took him in round one. Because I was sitting there like, oh, gosh. Like, yeah. am I going to have to choose between him? Uh, whatever, 1,900 rushing yards or some, whatever he had last year. But, yeah, he's a beast. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if they do get a top tackle or whatever the case may be, kind of where where people rank him. Because I don't know if he, he is a tier one running back, but I don't know if people think he's a tier one running back. So I love that. And it's crazy too, because people don't think he's a tier tier one running back to some degree because he doesn't catch a lot of balls. But dude, when he catches the ball, he runs for 80 yards. Like <laughs> yeah, He had like an 80 yard screen pass the first, yeah. <laughs> first game of the year. Yeah, exactly. I get that's funny. So like, yeah, like he, yeah, you're right. He doesn't catch a lot of balls, but when he does catch the ball, he goes for like 50 yards. Like, so that, you know, I don't know, you know, it's kind of, you have to weigh that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
from a wide receiver standpoint, all right, so I, I, I feel like I missed on Diggs last year. I drafted him pretty high, and he was really streaky, obviously, with, with the Vikings. I'm going to go – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to target Diggs again this year. I'm going to give him a second shot. I think on, Buff, on Buffalo with Josh Allen opposite John Brown, Cole Beasley, uh, uh, you know, the running game, I think, I think he's going to be pretty dynamite on that offense. Um, broken plays, I think, are going to help him a lot, and Josh Allen's mm-hmm. going to find him down the field. So, um, so I'm going to say Stephen Diggs. And then tight end, again, I just – I don't know what it is, man, but I love Evan Ingram. I know he gets hurt, and I went through this on the Edwin episode, but fuck, man, if the second stay healthy – He's got like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey potential in him. And for me, I look at the environment and I know Sky loves sort of the environment v the player um, comparisons. I think mm-hmm. that environment in New York is looking fairly good this year with all the weapons around Daniel Jones. I think the one year under Daniel Jones's belt is going to be enough to make that offense uh, maybe top 10. And here's the thing with that. I think I'm not, you say you like him, but you cannot project injuries. Like if you Say like no. him, you have no. to like you have to do it. You have I to. I know. Because like, <laughs> I mean, okay, anybody could get injured. We could have the same conversation with George Kittle in two years if he gets injured back to back years. Like it, no. you can't project that. So I think I'm glad you said that because, I mean, we've seen his fantasy. I, I've had him like his rookie year and stuff when he was that good. So obviously, I just like I said, I'm sort of off the injury, the injury prone players, or sort of off the. I don't know, like the AJ Green, the Amari Cooper, like just because I, I just feel like it's how I play it. But yeah, I love mm-hmm. that you said that. Um, now on the flip side, the players you will not be taking on um, any of your ten teams. Yeah, so quarterback, like, I'm not taking Jameis Winston. Like I can't, I just, <laughs> I just can't do it. Like I can't watch, I can't watch him play. I'm sorry. I just there's just something about his style of play. It just, I just feel like he he doesn't. I can't stand watching players that don't look like they're not thinking like he doesn't I, I just he just he's throwing the like I don't know like there's something about that that style I just it doesn't work for me so definitely not not drafting Jameis Winston um from a running back standpoint dude I'm not drafting Joe Mixon I can't do it I cannot oh, draft come on I cannot draft Joe Mixon I drafted him this year I drafted him over Dalvin Cook I'm not even saying that's the reason why I'm draft I'm not going to draft him this year I don't think that the environment in Cincinnati is going to be enough. I just don't. I don't. I don't care Joe Burrow or not. I don't think AJ AJ Green's going to be back. Uh, they still have a second-year head coach with a fucking terrible year overall. That's not. He's not, looking he's, not he's not a head coach by any means. To me, so I'm saying exactly like exactly like he's not a head coach. I don't think Joe Burrow is going to have quite the season that everyone thinks he's going to have. Um, that I mean, unless and then they still have the offensive line problems. So. Yeah, I mean, he might have a bit of an, inc- uh, um, you know, an increase in production, but, you know, again, he, the best two games that he had were at the end of the season when everyone who had Joe Mixon was out of the playoffs. So, no, not jo- no, no Joe Mixon for me. Um, wide receiver. Dude, I don't know. There's so many, <laughs> there's so many good wide receivers. Like, I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know who I wouldn't want to have, like. Maybe Amari Cooper because he doesn't really play that much. Like he kind of plays, but he's kind of soft. So who knows when he's gonna play? Like yeah. last year, last year, like he definitely could have played in New England. He just didn't. Like he just didn't. Yeah, I I, ne- I never take him just because this <laughs> happens every single year, and people seem to think it's gonna change for whatever reason. But players don't players don't change. When you get paid that much money, you stick to what you believe in. So I, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and then tight end, man. <sighs> like you know you get like four i don't know dude i I don't know about oj howard i don't know about him i'm still not sold i I don't know about him 
I don't want to like there needs to be more analysis than like Tom Brady's the quarterback because yeah, Tom Brady targeted Gronk, but that's because Gronk was like his number one receiver. OJ Howard's like his I mean, you could say wide receiver three, but to me, Cameron Braid is I don't know if he's he's better, but he's like better. I, no, he is. <laughs> like he's just better. Yeah, like I d I don't <laughs> I don't want to make a prediction now because I probably I need to do more research revolved around it. But like, I don't know because who who's to say they don't run a Patriots offense and go two tight ends? Who's to say they don't switch to they don't run an all vertical scheme? I don't know. It's I I have a feeling though he's going to be right back to right around where his ADP was last year due to uh, people like to play narratives in fantasy football. I'm sure you realize that. I think it's going to happen mm-hmm. again with with. Um, that with however they approach that narrative for sure yeah dude i'll just i'll just say this man like everyone you know everyone wants to make the comparison like what brady did with two with a two tight end set again even with aaron hernandez and gronk earlier in their careers but then with gronkowski directly and everyone's claiming oj howard to be like a gronk type figure let me just let me just give you sort of the patriots perspective in a sense all right first off tom brady is a marksman when it comes to throwing balls especially short routes okay which is where a lot of tight ends make their fucking money. Okay. And then by short routes, I mean like they catch balls, maybe 10, 15 yards, but that's where they, you know, they they basically man out linebackers and corners and people that are targeting them, defensive backs. The thing was, is Brady only threw it where Gronk could catch it. And those weren't in the best ideal locations. Yeah. Everyone forgets how good Gronk was as a receiver. Like he was great. And it wasn't just because he had huge hands. The guy had an IQ through the roof. He knew where to be, when the ball was going to be there, and he knew exactly how to catch Tom Brady's passes. Mm-hmm. Can O.J. Howard be that person? I don't know. So I'll just leave it at that. Another question. We probably So are you a believer that Tom Brady favors slot receivers? Because I, I have a side to this. Um, are you like – like Chris Godwin's good. He's going to be good in fantasy. But like say Chris Godwin didn't break out last year, would this be the Chris Godwin breakout year just because Tom Brady favors slot guys? Or are you kind of like – no, I don't. I don't. I don't buy that narrative. I don't buy that Tom Brady favors slot guys. I think Tom Brady is playing chess when other yeah. people are playing checkers. So yeah. when so so if the slots open, which a lot of times it is, then he's gonna find that guy. Like he'll go through his progressions better than anybody in the NFL. And a lot of times the slot guy is not being covered because it's five yards, it's six yards, it's seven yards, and and most you know most NFL teams are like you know we'd rather die by death of a thousand paper cuts than you know a fucking you know, sledgehammer to the head. Like that's how we're going to die today. And that's why Julian Edelman's the Chris Hogan's of sorts, like, or like, uh, excuse, excuse me, D- Danny Amendola was a perfect example of this. Like they made their fucking money literally in the NFL because of that. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's just how, it, that's just how he plays the game. Tom Brady. I don't, I don't think cares really all that much about stats. He's going to find the open guy. If Chris Godwin's open, he's getting the ball. Yeah. I, my thought process is like, everyone's like, well, Julian Edelman was so good because he played the slot. Julian Edmund was his best receiver. Like, obviously, he's going to throw it to his best receiver, and he just happened to be playing in the slot. So that's where he's I, also, I just, yeah. I just no, see, that, he, so. You know, he's he's also a big trust guy. Like, he like he will go off of his progression even if you're open if he doesn't think he can catch the fucking ball. Like, yeah. you know, go go ask you know Philip Dorsett or you know even to kill Harry at, at times. Like, you know, guys that you know were one year wonders, not even wonders, they were one year flops because. Tom Brady just couldn't trust them. He just couldn't catch the ball, you know? Yeah, I just – I thought I'd ask because I feel like it's a a narrative per se. Sure, just like sure. the O.J. Howard one. Sure. All right, a couple more questions here. Late round QB or nah? Depends on the league I'm playing in. If I was in my home league, 
like I'll give you an example because we play um, the QB premium league. Patrick Mahomes is going number one overall, like not even, not even Christian McCaffrey. Okay. That's, yeah. that's, that's how much Patrick Mahomes means in our league. Right. And Lamar Jackson might be number two. Like that's how much these guys mean in our league. And then it might be okay. Christian McCaffrey. So it depends on the league and our league quarterbacks go, you know, you might see three or four quarterbacks go in the first round in our league. You know, that's just mm-hmm. kind of how it is. Um, but then after that, you know, it's funny. I've always been trying to get a great quarterback early but I might try a different approach this year. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. I think people can get late. Um, and for example, like my cousin Eric drafted, and I think a lot of people did this dra- drafted Dak Prescott, like in the 13th, 14th round last year, maybe last, maybe last qu- quarterback overall. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of those quarterbacks right now. I, I, the top 20 quarterbacks in the NFL are all pretty good. They're all pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way too. We'll probably break that down in different episodes. Uh, you did you asked this question to me, and I really liked it. Jersey swap with one player, who would it be? Yeah, so I, it's funny. I did I did this with Sky. Uh, my answer was Julio Jones. Love Julio, but um, but dude, let me throw another name. I love Russell Wilson. I already told you he got the guy won me three championships in fantasy. Oh, yeah. I gotta go with Russell Russell Wilson. Yeah, he, he's a he's a boss. Awesome. Even even with his new haircut or whatever's going on there, I, you, can do, you can do whatever he wants. He's I, I love Wilson. it. I love it. And then, <laughs> The final question, give me your Super Bowl, um, AFC, NFC teams, and then the, the overall MVP, not the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, so um, who I want, who I want, I'd like to see the Titans versus the Arizona Cardinals in Super, in Super Bowl 55. And I think the Cardinals end up winning, uh, sending Larry Fitzgerald oh. off. Sorry, sending Larry Fitzgerald off with his – his uh, signature Super Bowl victory. That would be awesome. I know everybody wants Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Well, you don't want Tom Brady, but you want Drew Brees. I, <laughs> I think I want Larry Fitzgerald. Um, but who do I think? I think it'll probably be the Ravens. Um, um, probably Ravens Seahawks. Okay, I like that. That's Ravens Seahawks. Maybe I. I'm always flimsy about the Seahawks. They're they're the kind of team that always look good at the beginning of the season, and as the season goes, they you start to see their weaknesses, and you're like, oh, yeah. God. They just they never since the <laughs> Legion of since the Legion of Boom, they just never built a good enough roster to actually like make make exactly. a run at it. And you see that like they had to bring in Marshawn yeah. Lynch to play running back for I him. Know, like, I know it's so, so terrible. It's just, yeah. Um. And then your regular season MVP. Regular season MVP. Um, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley. I think he fucking tears it up this season. That'd be great. I want to run him back to win it. One. Here's the thing, though. If he wins it, the, say he wins it, whatever the case may be, people are going to be so mad that McCaffrey did not win it last year. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because they're going to compare, like, the stat lines, whatever else the case may be. But I, I want it to happen one of these times because I feel like a lot of quarterbacks, um, I'm not saying they are not deserving. Obviously, I think Lamar was deserving. But I think sometimes it's just like, quarterback always wins so they just throw it to some guy that maybe was on a good team or whatever the case may yeah, be yeah, like sure, to, an, sure. to an extent so i i like yeah. that a lot yep this i think a- i think i think barry i think uh, um i think saquon has a barry sanders like season so they're gonna look That'd at barry, awesome. they're gonna look at barry sanders stats compared to saquon stats and he's like how do we not give it to this guy but then again i think you're right i mean you know patrick mahomes throws for 45 touchdowns they're gonna be like all right let's give it to patrick mahomes yeah he's, so. gonna, he's gonna get it even if they throw, <laughs> they throw, even if they throw the ball in 85 percent of the plays there's th- yeah Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we digress. <laughs> this, was, this was awesome, man. I'm super glad you decided to, well, I guess interview me and then we just returned the favor. So uh, take this time to plug whatever you want, drop links, uh, anything you yeah. want to talk about. 
Yeah, Sherman. Again, I really appreciate it, dude. It's always fun uh, joining, you know, Sky and yourself for for any types of collabs. Um, so yeah, anybody that's interested, um, you know, we can. We're always looking for more more listeners. Just you know, again, building building our um, our uh, our user base. Just you know, getting people into our our the Commission universe in a sense. You can co-find us at the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google Play. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at the commission FFP. So it's at the commission fantasy football podcast, FFP. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure you'll be on, I'll be on both channels, TCK, all that. So, um, for both of us, uh, we are out of here. All right. Thanks, bud. Take care. Yep. You too.